0: In the late 19th century, Western European powers divided up the African continent and subjected its indigenous people to harsh colonialism, with the goal of mining the continent's wealth and controlling the southern trade routes. Meanwhile, in Venezuela, an army physician conducting research on aromatic plants and herbs in search of a cure for seasickness, created a concoction that soon became internationally famous. But what does any of this have to do with Woodbrook? Let's find out on Episode 7 of Boas and Bitters. In
1: the year 1888, Woodbrook land was a cane estate. In the year 1888, Woodbrook land was a cane estate. It was only good just for planting rice. But look at it, now it is a paradise. Oh, what a decent locality.
0: Now is the Woodbrook vicinity. Welcome to Growing Up Woodbrook, the podcast. I'm Cecile George, Woodbrook born and raised and a member of the Woodbrook Residence Committee. In our first six episodes, we learned how the community now known as Woodbrook evolved from being part of the strategic native village of Kumukurapo to becoming Northern Trinidad's first major sugarcane estate. We're now coming to the end of the 19th century and the Woodbrook estate is being divided into lots for sale as residential housing. For the country's new, upwardly mobile classes. In southern Africa in the 1880s, Britain ruled the colonies of Natal and the Cape, while Dutch settlers who were farmers held self governing colonies in the South African Republic, also known as the Transvaal, and the Orange Free State.
1: 1899 to 1901, you had the Boer Wars taking place, and all this development coincided with those walls.
0: Miguel Brown specializes in Caribbean history and recently retired from teaching at St. Mary's College in Port of Spain.
1: The South African community was very much a farming community. It was a white farming community. Bo is the Dutch term for farmer. There's a shared settlement, the four colonies, Transal or a Tree State. Cape Colony who all shared between the British and Dutch settlers.
0: The Dutch Boers had previously refused to grant political rights to non-Dutch settlers or native Africans, causing friction between Britain and the South African Republic. Then gold was discovered in the Transvaal region controlled by the Boers. It turned out to be the largest reserves in the world at a time when the world's monetary systems were tied to gold. And the fact that the South African Republic controlled the mining complex meant that it was able to rival Britain for dominance in Southern Africa.
1: The British, in trying to gain control of those four colonies which comprise what we call South Africa, There were wars between the Dutch and the British for control of this area. When the Dutch moved further and further westwards towards the Transvaal, after Britain abolished slavery in 1833. That's very, very critical in terms of the history. Why did the Dutch move further and further west? Because they wanted no part of that emancipation. The black natives, native indigenous, to the South African region that they used as labourers were basically in semi-servitude. So this notion of abolishing slavery did not suit the Boers who later were called Afrikaners. That's a term
0: that the Dutch settlers eventually were known as. So, war was declared in October 1899, just as the Siegerts were purchasing the Woodbrook estate. The Siegerts hailed from Prussia in what is now Germany. Johann Gottlieb Benjamin Siegert graduated as a physician from Hamburg University and was hired as a regimental surgeon in the Venezuelan army. His medicinal research into Venezuelan flora led to the creation of Angostura bitters. Interestingly, there's also a Venezuelan plant called Angostura trifoliata, but the brand is named after the town of Angostura, now called Ciudad Bolivar, the capital of southeastern Bolivar state. Not the plant. But we digress. The Sigurd family is in itself a very interesting family that originated in Venezuela
1: with the famous Angostura Bitters, that has been around since the very early 19th century. But it is not until the late 19th century that troubles in Venezuela encourage the younger members of the family, not the founder of Angostura, but his sons, to migrate to Trinidad. Given the instability of Venezuela, the three sons who had inherited the business from their father. Dr. Johann Siegert decided to move this establishment to Trinidad and, of course, that meant Port of Spain. So they set up their Angostura bitters factory in Port of Spain itself, George Street, and they bought the Woodbrook estate as well.
0: After setting up production in Port of Spain in 1875, the Siegerts marketed Angostura bitters so successfully that by the 1890s the brand was internationally famous.
1: Sugar was in Dire Straits towards the end of the 19th century. What you found happening is that they had decided to convert this estate into lots, residential lots. And so they began laying out the Woodbrook estate, that area of Colville Street, Kitchener Street, Buller Street, Gatka Street. That's where the development started and it expanded over time.
0: The Seagood brothers purchased the Woodbrook estate in 1899 and continued the process of turning the land into a housing development. The cane fields were laid out into 588 rental lots and in 1907 a small estate office was erected to collect land rents. This refurbished office can still be seen on the southwestern corner of the Murray Street playground. The newly divided lots were sold to an educated colored middle class who had stable jobs in the civil service and wanted to escape the barracks yard housing of Port of Spain. In 1905 the Seagots partnered with the government and town board to create the Woodbrook Improvement Scheme. The idea was to improve the area's existing streets and lay out new ones.
1: There are 38 streets in Woodbrook, and when you look at the names, toponyms are so important because they tell us so much about our history. So there are three groups. The streets that celebrate the Sigat who own the estate and started the layout into a residential area, then the streets named after British generals who fought in the Boer Wars and then you have streets named after the mayors because there was a trend in Port of Spain to name streets after former mayors.
0: The new streets on the western side of Woodbrook reflected the names of the Seagird family members. And the square opposite St. Crispin's Anglican Church is called Seagird Square.
1: So there were three brothers, Carlos Alfredo, and Louis. Those are the three sons of Dr. Yuan Siegett who are taking over the business. Now Carlos was always very much in charge because he was the eldest. So the streets Carlos, Alfredo, and Louis run in terms of the age of the son. So Carlos is first, Alfredo is second, and Louis is the third son, the youngest son. And then you have the other streets now named after the sons of Carlos, the eldest. Son. so you have Rosalino and, and the Rosalino may fool you it's not a female name his son was called George Rosaline. Then you have Alberto with his second son then you have Galas who was the son of Alfredo and then you have Anna and Petra who were daughters and then you have Cornelio Street which is named after the third brother Louis again it was Louis Cornelio. So you have two streets named after him actually because he took over the business because the two brothers died. So he became the inheritor of the Andersdorbiters establishment.
0: The residential lots were quickly snapped up since there was a new respectability in the area.
1: Sure, so that was a migrant society, but the Sigets family were migrants twice over. They were originally from Germany, and they had migrated to Trinidad from Venezuela. So I suppose there was an urge on their part to show their loyalty to the British Crown. Yes, we are migrants, but we are loyal to the British Crown. So Britain was eventually victorious in this conflict, in these Boer Wars, and you found the Seagats in looking for names for their streets. They decided to name the remaining streets after generals in the Boer Wars. There are 16 streets in Woodbrook that are named after British generals who fought in the Boer Wars. So you have Colville Street, Bain Powell, Kitchener, Buller, Gattica, French. There's also MacDonald and Methuen, which are the only two cross streets south of Arapeta Avenue. And then when we come to the other extremity, we have Polkaroo, Kelkenny, Brabra, Hamilton. White, and we have Hunter, and then the Long Street, Robert Street, and Warren Street, all named after British generals.
0: Other Woodbrook Streets were named after locally renowned persons.
1: You have nine streets that are named after mayors. You have Defertai Street, Fitz Street, O'Connor Street, Taylor Street, Bell Smite Street, Damien Street, and then you have Dennis Mahabir, Hamilton Holder. And Fitz Blackman Tribe. Now, those last three streets are very important simply because, with the westward expansion later in the 20th century, it gave the Port of Spain City Corporation to follow the trend of naming after mayors but celebrating more recent mayors because all the mayors we talked about before were 19th century mayors. Interesting is Murray Street, which was called Long Street, was described by Michael Anthony as long and dangerous, desolate. No one particularly liked that street, Murray being the original owner of the estate. So Murray is special because Murray keeps the tradition that goes way back of before the estate was sold to Burnley, who the Sigets bought it from.
0: The names of the East-West thoroughfares were also of importance.
1: Arapita, Tragreet and Rice, and also part of Woodbrook. Arapita Avenue is, is, is interesting because we listen to the lexicon of Arapita and we, we think Spanish, but it's not Spanish. It's Amerindian. The estate through which that road passed the link the estate to Park Street was called Arapita Estate. And from that estate, The road got its name Arpita Avenue. And then there's Tragrate Road. Tragrate Road is also of Amerindian origin. And then there's Rice Road, named after the former director of works. who was at the center of the water riots of 1903. That southern boundary of Woodbrook is named Rice Road. So the northern boundary kept the Amerindian name, Tragrate the Southern Boundary, named after British Director of Works, and then Arapita Avenue, which cuts Woodbrook basically in half, Amerindian as well.
0: But while things were going well for the Seagirds in Trinidad, they were less so abroad. Alfredo and Cornelio made several bad investments internationally, and by 1909 the Seagirds found themselves in financial difficulties. In 1911, they put the Woodbrook estate up for sale again this time the property was purchased for about twenty-five thousand pounds by the port of spain town board the forerunner to today's city corporation at the time of the 1911 deed of purchase the estates boundaries were tragarita road to the north the gulf of paria to the south colville street to the east and ethel street in saint james to the west In our next episode, we'll try to get a better geographic sense of this fascinating new development in rapid transition from sugar estate to residential neighbourhood. What was where? Who owned what? What did the area look like? I'm your host, Cecile George. Our podcast is a companion to the Growing Up Woodbrook Coffee Table Book, currently available worldwide. Jointly published by the Woodbrook Residence Committee and the National Trust of Trinidad and Tobago. No this podcast was made possible by the hard work and dedication of many people, including educators and historians Valerie Taylor and Miguel Brown, and music curator Sean Randu. The music in this episode was our theme, History of the Woodbrook Vicinity by The Mighty Growler, Seance on Divital Street by Anthony Maillard and Janine S. Ruiz, and the Sare Mareas, Sung in Afrikaans by Chris A. Blignot and The Melodians. So what a now, the sound effects you heard were sourced on freesound.org, used under Creative Commons 3.0 and 4.0 licenses. They were African Drums at Night by Hootsvoid, Monkeys Howling in the Amazon Rainforest by Laurent, and The End of World War II on Elba a by Lubin. We invite you to join us. Subscribe and spread the word. Tell a friend or ten about our podcast and our book. If you want to ask a question or leave a comment, click on the link in the show notes to record a voicemail. And we'll see you back here next time on Growing Up Woodbrook, the podcast.